Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. It's it's always great to have you here with me. You know, Second Wind was created just for you. And I it is Joyce. You're talking to Joyce. And this show is about women learning from other women about their stories, and their successes, and maneuvering through that world of transition. Now, it's all about the successes they experienced on the other side of transitions. So yes, there is the happiness of success on the other side of transition. As distant as is is impossible as it may seem for you today, depending upon where you are in this journey, it's still a possible glorious thing. Now, my guest today is Gail Johnson, and she is a lecturer with UT. Now, she's going to share with us later when she comes on about the book that she co-authored with One Two Tag and how that was the code for their transition story uh, from corporate. So we'll anxiously wait for her to share that story with you. Today, I wanted to share with you, before we get into my guest, uh, was was the words that I heard through my minister this Sunday. And I just liked the word so much that I kept thinking, I need to share that with my listeners. And the word is show up. I love that word, those two words, show up. So if you are the woman out there that is facing today, let's say, and you have nothing, and it is the repetitive of several days of nothing, and so you're looking at, I just can't get myself to move. I just can't get my feet out of this bed. That's when you need to show up for yourself. That's when you need to swing your feet off to the side of your bed and stand up and start moving. Then there's the other side of the coin, which we are a woman that is overbooked, overcommitted. And as she lay in bed, she's going, oh, I just can't believe I'm going to make it through this day. I have so much to do. Which are you? Where are you? Probably you fit in one of those categories. So it's very important, I think, for either one of you to show up, but to show up with a positive, um, I I don't want to say attitude, but the positive thoughts that today could actually be a day, a life-changing day for you. 
And it all begins with you. So that as you go through this day, you have the optimism to know that you determine how the day plays out. You know, the airline was very clever. And it, of course, they do this for safety reasons. But you have all heard the recording. If the oxygen mask drops down, put it on yourself first. And then come to the aid of other people around you. Well, that's how you. I want you to approach showing up. Be sure that you put your oxygen mask on you first. That you come prepared for whatever your action is for today. That you come prepared to offer that kindness, the support, the the hope for a brighter day to whoever you come in contact with. Showing up. Showing up with the right um, attitude makes all the difference in how you live that day. So I do have an action step for you today. When I was a little girl, I used to love to sing. And I put that up on the shelf for a long time and didn't do it because I was raising children and I was doing all those things. And so my focus was on my family. Now, in my adult life, and my children are adults now, I have returned to spending time in an area where I enjoy and found one of my passions, one of my talents. And so, although I'm not the soloist in the choir, but I love to sing. So I've incorporated that into my weekly life. So I'm part, I've decided I wanted to, I have taken voice lessons again as an adult, uninvolved, but then I, in other activities, but then I decided I wanted to start actually singing and contributing to a choir. So I joined my church choir. Now, all that I'm telling you is that when you have a love for something, it usually, you're aware of it. It's been, you've, you've experienced it in your childhood. And then as an adult, you're experiencing it again. You can be if you take the action to reclaim it. So I encourage you to reconnect with something that feeds your soul this week. You don't have to tell me what it is. I'd love to know. But you're the one that we are trying to feed your soul so that you can better take the action of the week, which is if you're feeding your soul, then you can show up more presently in your life. Now, my guest today is going to show how you do that in your everyday life. And she is working with students at the University of Texas in Tyler. She's doing an amazing job in changing lives and preparing people for how they move forward in their career. At the universities this day, and in this one particularly, you have all ages, people coming back for second degrees, uh, expanding their professional life, and then you have newbies, you know, first-time students just getting ready to go out in life. Now, Gail Johnson is an MBA, and she has co-authored two books, A, brand, a New Brand You, 
And then the famous one that I wanted to share the story with, want to tag. What does that mean? So she is also the owner of Solving Business Problems Creatively and holds an MBA from the University of Redlands and BSBA from Regis University. Now, she's won awards with the AUW Educational Foundation in Tyler. And also, the she was the 2011 Professional Woman of the Year by the National Association of Professional Women. So she knows what she's talking about. And I love that she's going to be here sharing her information with us today. So welcome, Gail. We're anxiously waiting for you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joyce. It's always a pleasure to be with you, uh, whether it's lunch or a, a podcast or just sharing information. I really thank you for inviting me. Oh, yes. I forgot to share this part. You are a mother. This is the softer side of of Gail. She's a mother of three, a wife of 51 years. Yay! And she still loves water skiing. Yeah, I do. I do. Eight years old. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Love it. That's one of my passions. I'm glad you you mentioned passion, but I think that's really important. I'm glad you brought up your singing. Uh I'm glad you brought up singing. My passion is helping others find their value. You made me think while you were talking. (laughs) Good. Yeah. That's a great thing. There's so many of our students that I think it's hard sometimes to reclaim your values. Yes, to work in or, your passions. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Joyce. I actually, um, I work as you said with university students. I work with high school students. I've actually worked with sixth graders, girls, but I also work with mid-career professionals. And across the board, I've had folks come in and say, "Miss Johnson or Gail, mm-hmm. I can't do this because." I don't have any value. They, they make that statement, and I just sit back. I see you come right around here because I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and, and I want all everyone in your audience to understand everybody has value. You just have to figure mm-hmm. out how to uncover it. Okay? Right. Yes, and, and definitely. tell your story. Yes. Yeah. So how did you decide that this was your passion, this was where you wanted to be? Actually, interestingly enough, uh, it was about the mid-60s, I decided that I was going to make a career change. Uh And as everybody out there knows, whether you're in business or you've had a tragedy in your life, like the loss of a family member, a husband, or a divorce, whatever it might be, Change is inevitable. And I decided at that time I'd had, I was over three decades in the business world very successfully. And I said, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I want to be my own boss. I want to start my own business. Mm -hmm. And I want to teach at the university level. So the first thing I had to do was go back and get an MBA. So I knew I had to do that, made that happen, graduated with my MBA in 2001, Went to my attorney and my CPA, got my uh, LLC established, 
and, you know, just took off from there. And was I an expert? Did I know what I was doing? Of course not. But <laughs> you, just, you just take that step. <laughs> like that, the comment, the quote that you have at the bottom of your signature that says, you know, either figure out where you're going, you step off the cliff, or you learn to fly. Oh, I had to learn to fly. Okay, I love that. I love that quote. That's great. So I had to learn to fly. And fortunately for me, and I would recommend this to your listeners, find somebody that is your champion that can go right alongside of you. And I was blessed to have uh, Kelly Kelly Gerwig, my business partner and co-author on my book. And she's been there every step of the way. In fact, she's the one that came up with the name of the book, One Two Tag, which for your listeners is Get Out Now Spelled Backwards. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> get Out Now. Oh, it's yep. so funny. Yeah. And, and, you know, Get Out Now can be, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be business related. It can be relationship related. It can be, hey, I'm in the wrong social group here, whatever it happens to be. So, yeah. anyway, one of the... Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the initial surgery results, Joyce, that we had done for the book. We've recently put together a pilot for our mid-career professionals. And I wanted to share the research results with you because I think it's pretty telling. When we, cause we interviewed everybody before they were able to join the pilot. But I want you to hear some of the comments that they made to us. Um, fear of rejection. Fear of rejection. Out mm. of the workforce for an extended period. Um, inner voice telling me I'm not good enough. Right. Keeping up with change. Lacking confidence. Afraid to move on. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And and that's not just mid-career professionals, but those are also, uh, I hear that from my students, my university students. So Mm -hmm. it's just amazing to me that there is that lack of confidence out there, that fear to move on Mm -hmm. in any situation. Right. I, I don't know where we that was developed very early in our life, either with mom and dad or with early teaching or whatever it was. But so many people carry those scars still. And yet the only way to really successfully get over it is to keep dipping your toe out there in the scary land of Neverland and till you actually survive and realize I'm going to be great at this. Everybody that starts something new has to experience being uncomfortable, learning that they really can do it. I just did a webinar, my first webinar, and I've been on the podcast for four years and Mm -hmm. still having to teach that webinar was like, I was so afraid. I was so nervous. You had thought I'd never been on the air before. It's just amazing. But once I've done it, I was like, one, I was very proud. But then Mm -hmm. also, I mean, I went, oh, well, that's that's okay. So it's just, isn't it amazing? We have to go through that learning curve no matter what our history is. Yes. And, and when my students practice 
their interviewing skills. Of course, they're all yes. nervous on this job, oh, and yeah. I can't do. And I said, "Look, every time I go out on stage, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. That's natural for anybody that's performing or speaking. Once you get started, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But the yeah. nerves—they're good. Don't think of the nerves as." Uh, there's something wrong with me. I can't do that. Just think of it as a normal part of the process. You'll be just fine. Yes. Uh, somebody, one of the coaches I've worked with translated the, that from I'm scared into I'm excited. I'm excited yes, like about that. the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And I can share with the audience that I've seen Gail talk, and she doesn't look nervous. She doesn't look scared. <laughs> She's very confident and delivers a great message. Thank you. And it was a room of people, too. <laughs> interesting you should say that because I just told my students they have their final on Friday. And yes. we're going to have about 250 people at the university and about 40 or 50 of those are going to be business professionals. And I told them, I said, don't be nervous. Be excited. (laughs) You're going to have a good time. This is going to be fun. Trust me. You are prompt. Yeah. 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 So I like that. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to talk a little bit more about one, two tag? Yeah. I want you to explain that. How, you know, how that all come about? Why did you feel like you needed to... Create that yes. message, <laughs> that word. It was, <laughs> it was that actually, code. I have to tell you, it was it was cathartic for Kelly and I because yeah. you know all throughout our lives, and the, your audience can attest to this. You run into personality types that really can cause you problems. Okay. Oh I mean, yeah. It could, be, it could be your spouse, right? Maybe right. you're married to a narcissist, right? Mm-hmm. Or you've got a bully at work, or it could be a bully in, you know, a class somewhere, a social situation. And these types of, of personalities really can be problematic. And we mm-hmm. call that individual personality conflict. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me give you just examples of that. And they're gender neutral. It could be the queen or king of kid care less. And they're typically, <laughs> what they are is, is narcissistic. You know, I'm okay, everybody else is stupid. Right. So yeah. those, those are problematic, but you, you can work with them. Because I've worked with narcissistic bosses before. I knew they were a narcissist, but you know you're okay as long as you don't challenge them. Right. And if you challenge them, you better be ready to want to take or get out now because that's going to be the end of that relationship. So, yeah. you know, as long as you take charge and you understand, it's helpful. Now, the bully... On the other hand, and we did some research uh, also. I've done some research at the college. And the two biggest personalities that folks see out there, especially my students, are Queen and King of Kateralas, that narcissistic personality, and the bully. Bullies are big. You know, I keep telling my students, do you think that bully you met in the third grade is going to grow up and be this nice, wonderful, caring person? No, chances mm-hmm. are they're going to grow up. They're still going to be a bully, and they're going to be your boss. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me let me give you a story about Jessica. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. All right. Her name was Jessica, and I can still see her sitting in my classroom. This was probably nine years ago at least. And guess what? We're still friends. <laughs> and um, 
she had a woman that was bullying her at work unmercifully to where she was actually had to go to the doctor. You know, she, she was on meds. I was worried about her because mm-hmm. I knew that this was really putting a lot of stress on her. You could see it. And she was a single mom. She had a little baby girl. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to help her as best I could. Uh, this went on for almost the entire semester. And at one point, she came in and said, oh, Ms. Johnson, great news. I got out of that department. And I was so thankful I could sleep at night, right? Not yeah, worried yeah. about her. And yeah. you know what that woman did? She followed her. Jessica. She followed Jessica into, oh, she... into her department. <gasps> really? Yeah. God is my witness. So um, it's just... It's just one of those things that are out there. And we wrote one to Tag, and I'll tell you the rest of Jessica's story in a, in a little bit before we hang up. Okay. But what we wrote one to Tag for was to say, folks, you're going to run into personalities and issues out there. Don't stick your head in the sand. Uh, for those of you that, like I did, love Nancy Drew mysteries and Hardy Boy mysteries, don't yeah. overlook the clues. Do not overlook the clues. Mm-hmm. And you'll recognize it. And the book mm-hmm. talks about what to do, how to take charge so that you are not uh, left frustrated with not knowing what to do. And mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is know that change is going to happen. So mm-hmm. it prepare for that. So if something happens as you're in your life, you get that new boss that you don't necessarily get along with. Just know that you can prepare. Keep your skills relevant. We talked, we've been talking about value throughout our discussion. Make sure you know what your values are. Very important. Make sure you can prove it with story. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. You can prove it because you have a story that you can tell that proves you own that value. So I say I'm a, I solve business problems creatively. I've got all kinds of stories that I can share that prove Mm -hmm. that. And nobody can take that away from me because no one can stuff you on your life. You've done right. it. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be work. It can be something you did in the third grade that proves you on that. Right. You need to stay connected with your network. And let me make a suggestion to your audience that's really important. It falls in line with what you were telling them in your introduction. Mm-hmm. And that is find people I call them, we call them, Kelly and I call them our board of directors, okay? Yeah. Find yeah. somebody that can be your career coach. Find somebody that can be your legal coach. Find somebody that can be your cheerleader. Talk you off the ledge when you need yeah. it. And yeah. put those people in a, a board of directors little boxes, okay, mm-hmm. so that you know who to call. They don't cost you. They're just there to help you. Uh, as you navigate whatever it is you happen to be going through at the time. So create your board of directors. Right. Uh, Yeah. I have a question that keeps popping up in my mind with, you know, with so many issues these days, and we hear it constantly over the TV about sexual uh, issues that can arise Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Uh Is there any, um, focus that is given to that as more or less what do you do or because it happens to men and women I don't think it's just to women so yeah. is there some way do you all 
address that at all? Um, I I can tell you how I address it. Yeah. I have a, I actually had this happen to me when I was working at Merrill Lynch mm-hmm. when I was 18 years old. Uh-huh. And I had one of the account executives say something, young guy, that I thought was mm-hmm. inappropriate. Right. I took him aside and very forcefully let him know that that was inappropriate mm-hmm. and I wouldn't tolerate it. And this conversation would not be private if it happened again. Mm-hmm. He apologized all over himself, and I never had a bit of trouble. So my, the way I handle things, because let's, let's be honest, a uh, sexual predator is also a bully. Okay? Yes, They're also very much, yeah. And mm-hmm. what do they tell you? Take a bully head on mm-hmm. and don't allow it. They can only bully if you allow it. So me personally... That's how I handled it, and I can yeah. tell you for a fact that my business partner and co-author handled it the same way because she's also run into some, and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual oriented. It's just bullying, telling right. you what you need to do and how you're going to do it, and I'm the boss, and you're going to do it whether you like it or not. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Right. So, so are you able that. to at least address that in your class? I mean, are oh, you yes. restricted in any way from talk, we advising? Talk about, yeah, we talk about, that's why I have one, two tag. And I'm glad you brought that up because the reason one, two tag was not in the classroom originally. Yes. I added for about two years because I kept seeing my students come back and maybe they'd been walked out the door and fired, maybe they'd been let go, maybe they were so frustrated by a bully in one case Mm -hmm. that uh, after she found herself flying down the freeway at 100 miles an hour to get to the time clock so the bully who was standing over it uh, didn't fight her up, finally decided, you know what, I've got little children at home, I don't want to kill myself, and left the job. So at that point that I said, you know what, these young people think that when they go out in the work world, everybody plays nice in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. You know yeah. that and I know that. So my goal is to say, look, they're out there. Here's a few of them, the ones that are in the book. There's about 10 of them. Yeah. The ones that Kelly and I saw more so than not. Watch for this. Look at how it affects you. And then you take charge. Is it something you need to address? Mm-hmm. Do you need to move into a different department? Do you need to move out, move on? What is it you need to do? You take control and you make that decision. Don't allow somebody to make that decision for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the, Great the advice. Thing, now, yeah, uh, and it's in, the, it's in the book, in the back of the book. It goes through all the personalities, and at the end of the book, it walks you through how to take charge. Oh, that's awesome. Right. So if people okay. wanted to get that, can they go to uh, Amazon and get it? They can, it go, they can actually go to my website, which is okay. yourstandoutbrand.com, your standout and it's okay. available in print or an e-book. And I want okay. to mention one last thing. Okay, Look. wait just a minute. We're going to go to break, okay. and when we come back, okay. you can tell, because I do want to revisit how they could get a copy you uh, again. So. 
we will be we will be back shortly to visit more with Gail, and she can share more of her awesome information. Back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Okay, we're back with you now, and we've been visiting with Gail, and Gail Johnson, and she has taught us about U2 Tag, U2 Tag, her Ron Two Tag. Ron Two Tag, oh, sorry. Just say, just say get out now, it's easier. <laughs> You're so wrong. But she has visited with us with the different types of personalities you'll meet in the workplace. So one was the bully, and one what was the first one, Gail? That was the that was the queen or king of can care less, and that's what I call the narcissist. That's the person that has you know the end of a pinprick. That's about how much room they have in their brain for anything that has to do with what you care about or your career or anything else. No empathy. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, okay. So the next personality that you were going to share with us is? Is a good one. You want to make sure you want to make sure you have farmers in your life. And it's fun because I'll always ask, and a farmer, of course, is the person that grows you. There's somebody that grows people, just like the farmer grows product and produce. I always ask my students, give me the first name of your farmer, and they can all nail nail them. Mine was Mark Blakey, okay? Uh Who was it that has grown you? And they all remember the person that made a difference in their life. So make sure you've got farmers in your life. They're very important because they grow people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say in many cases you have different farmers according to different where you are. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, you have, but think of your spiritual farmer, farmer, for sure. Yeah, yeah, 
And that's very, very true, you know, to have that person in your life, okay, that you're on your, you know, fills in the spiritual block on your board of directors. Yes. And Kelly is that person for me, okay? Um, We, if you, have you got a second, I'll tell you the story. Sure. Are we just about out of time? I'm going to tell you how Kelly and I met. We actually worked for the same company. Mm-hmm. And we were bringing this company uh, from analog, which is microfilm and microfiche, into the digital age. And that was my job and her job was to move them into uh, everything saved digitally, right? So we're yeah. uh, at the kickoff, and, and she and I are out to dinner. And I asked her, just for some reason, um, can you tell me why your parents divorced? Why do you think they divorced? Because mine divorced, Right. Uh-huh. And she said, well, I think it was when my dad left Flores Cutters. And I just about fell out of the seat in the booth because that is a – Flores Cutters was a Southern California kind of Frito-Lay and PepsiCo and that kind of thing. They sold potato chips and peanut butter and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. My dad worked for Flores Cutters. Do you know oh. what the chances of that happening? And we found out my dad trained her dad. Now, oh my gosh! You know, I don't. We are, we know that was divine intervention at that point. Yes. We knew yes. we were supposed to be, and we are. She is my closest, bestest friend ever. And even though she left about the same time I did, we both did a one-two tag. Mm-hmm. We stayed in touch. We continued to work together, and she mm-hmm. raised two beautiful boys. And I continued my career, and we wrote two books. Mm-hmm. and have expanded a business, and she's the only person I tell her that I trust with my checkbook, my bank account number, and anything else I need. I trust her implicitly. So that's that's the kind of farmer that you want in your life, okay? Oh, yeah. You need somebody that when you really have the doubts and they do creep back in every once in a while, that you know you can go to, and she's got your back. She, right. he has yep. your back. She's yep. the person that can prop you up, can say, oh, come on, think about this. You're not this. Yep. You're this. Yep. And um, it's she, it's just invaluable because we all get in those scary places. We all have mm-hmm. our feet kind of slide off the grounding place. So we need a little support. And she is for you. I have one of those, too. Yeah. And, um I really, really value her opinion. We met when we were when we were studying with Jack Canfield, so that's been almost ten years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, those are great people. You meet them along the way. And so, you, and they're important. Yes, they are. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. they know where you are, and they know what yep. you're trying to do. You're usually from yep. the same industry, I yep. think. Uh, so she's a coach as well, and uh, she's an entrepreneur, so we can talk on entrepreneurship fairly easily and yes. know the you know the transitions there. So tell us what how and how do you start when you're starting to create something new or to find yourself? Oh, do you know what I'm very talking first, about? Yeah. Um, it, it, the first thing you need to do, no matter what you plan to do, whatever your goal is, you really need to understand what am I bringing 
what value am I bringing to that effort? Okay. Yes. Um, And it can be, I'm saying anything you plan to do. What, what is my value? What is the value I bring to that? So you have to uncover that first. And Uh then you have to say to yourself, where have I done that? Can I prove that? And then you find that story and that will really encourage you because it's like, wow, I had forgotten about that. And it really helps that confidence when you see all the things you've done, especially um, we were, Kelly and I were at uh, um, a women's leadership forum. We did a two-day workshop. And mm-hmm. one of the women said something about, well, I don't have a lot of experience because I've been raising children. Right. And Kelly just stopped the show right there. And she says, <laughs> wait a minute, let me tell you my story. And she said, I was in business. I had just, I had two little babies. I mean, they were like, three and under, one was a newborn, and she said, I was asked to run a division at the company. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, let's see. I've been working, you know, seven days a week between mm-hmm. children and work. Mm-hmm. I get no sleep because I have a three-month-old that wakes me up frequently in the middle of the night. I don't know what's wrong because he can't talk to me, so I have <laughs> to figure it out on my own. And she said, by the time she got through thinking of all the things she did, uh, both at work and with her family, she said, you know what? Running the division, piece of cake, I can do this. And she did. She met and exceeded the quota. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So think about all the things you do and do not be dismissive of what you've done in your personal life, especially when it comes to families and there's a lot of guys out there that are the stay-at-home moms too so it's not oh, just women mm-hmm. yeah a stay-at-home that's dad. true okay uh, i think sometimes we uh maybe interview a, for a job thinking that we come in completely knowing everything about it and i think that's a wrong assumption because i think you can build your skills I believe you can build your skills as you're oh, in yes. a position. Yeah. Um, when I first um, took on the directorship of the Children's Museum that I was in, I'd never held a position like that before, but I had such a passion for the project. I mm-hmm. loved the idea of creating a resource for the children of East Texas. And so, you know, we were kind of like, Nobody wanted to come work for us because we were so poor. We're a nonprofit. So, you know, we were struggling for funds. So, I mean, it was, um, I, I just, it was sheer passion that just made me raise my hand because <laughs> yeah. it was so funny. As I look back on it, I was going, really, Joyce, you did that. But um, I certainly had a lot to learn about being in that position. So I kind of think that people sometimes think they must know everything. And um, I think that's part of the job, growing into the job. Mm-hmm. You didn't know anything about podcasts when you started, did you? No, I did not. I didn't know anything about running a small business, did you? <laughs> no. We learned. Oh, you just we learned. learned. Yes, for sure. I didn't know anything about water skiing when I got those big skis. 
<laughs> I know. Jeepers, it's so it's, been... You're right. But you know, you said something really important, Joyce. And you keep what? saying it. I've said it. And that's the word passion. Uh-huh. Find your passion. Uh-huh. Okay? And you know what your passion is. You know what your passion is about. And then figure out how you can plug that passion in and figure out. And the value you brought to that project was that passion. Okay? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. So, important. Wow. Very important. Yeah. And, of course, it and it, it's always a team effort. You know, anytime you're building anything, you got to have that team. And you so beautifully talked about all the different team members that you have to have yes. to support you. But there's also the team members that had the same passion that help yes. you create that dream as well. So uh, all of our projects have, I think, some of the very same ingredients. Some Some people have to think about, well, how do I maintain my career? The momentum. How do I keep the passion alive uh, and keep myself working at the same uh, level of uh, production? Do you have words you know, on inter- that? Interesting you should bring that up because I just read it was actually um, an express professional's um, uh, email that went out and said that folks are changing jobs uh, about every five years or less. Hmm. And I can attest to that because the longest I ever stayed in a job was eight years. And the reason was because I loved the people. I loved what I was doing, but I really loved the people. And in all honesty, I stayed too long. Most of my jobs were right around the four-year mark, okay? Hmm. Why? Because I liked to get into a problem area, someplace where I could fix something, or maybe it was in the prototype stage. Make it successful and, and not once it got into production, once you got past that, you know, right. problem solving and prototype, I got bored. So I wanted uh-huh. to go somewhere else. So, you know, I've gone from Series 7 license with Merrill Lynch to working computers in their infancy all the way to working in the avionics department of Harm Missile at Texas Instruments. So look at uh, all the different jobs and things I've learned along the way. And it was yes. because I had a passion for learning and growing. Right. So don't think that you have to stay somewhere. In fact, chances are you're not going to stay anywhere for 10, 15, 20, 30 years anymore. So right. don't be afraid of change and look at it as, oh, this is great. Now what am I going to learn? What mm. new I'm going to be challenged? What is it I'm, I'm going to learn and grow, which is what I did and what you did? And yes, right. it's scary. Yes, it's scary, but you can do it. If right. you know what your value is and you, you've got that confidence as a result of that, you're going to be just fine. Just learn now, what you don't know. Now, in those, in those different jobs that you moved through, did you take the initiative or was the opportunity handed to you or, or did you decide it's time for me to step up a notch, to grow mm-hmm. a bit, to yep. move on? It's, it was time for me to want to tag. And let me tell you <laughs> what you do. Your network is really important. Make sure you keep track. Uh, And I have to tell you, LinkedIn is a great way to keep track of your contacts. So um, even if you're not in a business career, get on LinkedIn, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a good way to find out what's going on. And network with 
professionals in whatever area you happen to be in, be it nonprofit or be it, you know, um, a business position. Mm-hmm. And keep that network going because when I left the one job where Kelly and I both left the same position, mm-hmm. um, or at least the same company, the first thing I did was call two of my ex-CEOs that I worked for and said, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. I was gone. They And the one that I was really interested in said, can you come Thursday? I said, absolutely. Within two weeks, I was gone from the company that I had planned to leave. So if you have a good, solid network and they yeah. know and respect respect your the value that makes up your brand, you're not going to have a problem. Okay. Right. So yeah. really, really important that you continue networking. And networking can be your next door neighbor. My first job I got because the next door neighbor was working at Merrill Lynch. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't but, have to but, be in the business world. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget because we get so isolated in our communities sometimes when you know, small towns stay here. But it's really mm-hmm. important to have that networking as you said, through LinkedIn, that that opens up the business world to you for yeah. and making those connections. Yeah, I, and even Facebook. I had a student get a job because he reached out to his friends on Facebook and said, hey, I'm looking for a job. And ah. he got a job through Facebook. So yeah. all those social media sites uh, really are advantageous, certainly uh, easier to do than, say, three decades ago or four decades or five decades. Right. I think they're used more. It used to be a more of entertainment. Now, I wouldn't recommend they go on Pinterest for job finding, but um, there's certainly a lot of connections through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And uh-huh. uh, what, there's another one that I don't use as much. So, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Uh, yeah. I, one, one of the things you can use Pinterest for? Is yeah. information about getting ready for a career, like if you need resume help or oh, interviewing really? help. Yes. So you can go to sites that have all kinds of, because that's what my, I have a Pinterest site. And uh-huh. it has all about how to build your brand, how to interview, resume information, all of that. So there's a lot of that kind of information on Pinterest. So um, oh, kind of that's encourage good you. to know. Yeah, yeah, particularly for the so, woman that hasn't created a, you know, a document for looking mm-hmm. for a job in a long time, and she's needing to do that. That's you really bet. great tool. And the other thing I would suggest, Joyce, is there's a lot of assessments out there, personal assessments, uh-huh. and uh-huh. one of them that I used in the class that's really fun is Crystal Nose, C R Y S. Yes, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-K-N-O-W-S, just like it sounds, crystal nose. And it's the DISC assessment. And yes. it, I, it's, again, they, assessments usually just take about 10 minutes. And uh-huh. so if you want to look very quickly to see what kind of value what's in your brand, that's a quick, what I call low-hanging fruit. Um, I'm a driver. Uh-huh. Kelly's captain, Okay. Yes. And um, it was fun. I enjoyed taking it. Uh, there's also some Myers-Briggs out there. Humanmetrics.com has them. So that's yeah. a way to kind of get you started looking at, you know, what am I all about? What do I bring to the table? What is my value? 
Okay. Right. Say, uh, uh, how is the crystal? Well, say that again. Christus knows. It, it's C R Y S T A L K N O W S dot com. It just seemed too simple to be there. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no pun intended. Make sure when you do these, though, print them out because yeah. you typically, when you log out, all the information goes away. But there's a lot. Make sure you go down the side of the menu button because there's what careers would you be good at? What is, uh-huh. you know, this particular, um, yeah. you know, like at Myers Briggs, if you're an ENTJ, what does that mean about you? Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Right. Anyway, yeah. there's a lot of just good information that's easy to access that's free out on the Internet, so take advantage of it. Yes, those are great, great sites to know. Um, well, we are coming down to the close of our hour, and so is there anything else that you that you want to tell us? I mean, what well, is one thing that you would say is a valuable tool to share with us as listeners. Let me let me just say one more thing when it comes to and this is in one two tag. Uh you remember the canaries that they had in the mines, right? Mm-hmm. And they had them in the mines because if there was methane gas in the mine, uh the first ones to die, of course, would be the canaries. And that told right. the the miners one two tag, right? Get out mm-hmm. now. Watch who's leaving an organization, a nonprofit, maybe even a a, a association you belong to. Look Mm -hmm. and see who's actively engaged and look to see who's leaving because that is an indicator of something's not right. All right? Uh, If you've got people you respect leaving, uh-huh. That's not a good sign. You know, think right. of it. And certainly, the, and if it's business, the accountants, right? Yes. Um, that should have been a key indicator for the folks many years ago at Enron that something was not right. So yeah. look at the canaries that are leaving the mine. So, again, that's paying mm-hmm. attention to the, to the signs. And I think that's, that's one that people tend to overlook. I would have thought you would have tend looked at the president, but you say the accountants and some mm-hmm. of those inner workings. Well, the people you respect, the people you okay. know are doing a good job. They could be sales. They could be um, the VPs of something. They could be the someone in legal that you've worked with that you respect. Yeah, it, it could be anybody in the company. But look at those people you respect, and if yes. they start leaving. You uh-huh. need to to figure out why, okay? And right. especially if you've got, like I said, if it's the accountants, because why? Why the accountants? Because they know the financial well being of the company, don't they? Right. Yes, okay. they do. Or now, not well being. I'm looking at uh-huh. your career, and yes. you've done so many. They look very different to me. Uh, but is there a thread, common thread? Because now you're teaching. Uh, yes. And I can tell you're passionate about teaching. Has there always been that element of teaching in your career? Um, yes, because teaching can also be referred to as mentoring. Okay. And yeah. it was my job, and this is what I tell my students, your job as a mentor is to grow your people. You need to be a farmer. 
And I yeah. told them, the, when we do the actual a new brand you, the professional branding is a workbook. Mm-hmm. Not a textbook. It's a workbook. When the students come into class, I say, open your book, fire up your computer. We're going to get to work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I teach them a skill that's life-changing, how to uncover, expand, and prove they own a specific value. And then we just keep yeah. adding values and adding values. You know, I'm still adding values to my brand, adding examples to prove I own it. So that's a skill that I can give them that is life-changing, something yeah. they can fall back on. It's their responsibility when they get out into the work world and they become managers or supervisors. If they see somebody that doesn't think they have value or they see that they have value and that person doesn't, I said, Mm -hmm. you get that book out and you start working with them because I've taught you a skill that you can now teach to others. So Mm -hmm. that's our job as teachers and mentors is to help others be the best they can be. Right. And I I decided to do that classroom. Mm -hmm. Also offer workshops um, in your business. So this is your... I guess other company. Um, yeah. Can they go to? They can go to your website to find the yes. locations. Are these open to the yes. public? Or are they usually with yes. uh, companies, and you're hired to come in and do these? It's it's all of the above. Uh, oh, okay. We just finished. We just finished our mid professionals career pilot, uh-huh. and it went very well. I'm really pleased. What we're doing is taking what I've got done in the classroom and now digitizing or putting that online as a course. Oh, uh, you'll take it at your leisure. It'll probably be maybe a 10-minute segment. You'll have a little mm-hmm. homework to mm-hmm. do, and mm-hmm. it allows you to learn uh, without actually having to sit in a classroom. Certainly we right. do. We're available for workshops. Uh, we mm-hmm. did uh, leader, Women's Leadership Forum at Berkshire Grocery Company, and I've done Suddenlink. We've done Women in Cable TV, so we've done a lot of those. It just depends on what the organization is looking for. And I might mention that just a year and a half ago, we started the, and this is all under your standout brand, we started mm-hmm. at, through the university, the Your Standout Brand Souls College of Business K-12 Initiative. And we now are, I'm going out to K-12 schools like Tyler ISD, uh, Oakwood ISD, and White House ISD, and teaching the students how to uncover their value. And uh, then we bring them actually back to the school for what I call the mock team interviews, and they join the university students for the interviews and the networking for uh, that particular event. Wonderful. Well, Gail, I so appreciate. Would you like to share your email so that they can, uh, or your website, so they'll know where to go? Yes. If they want additional information. You can get a hold of Kelly or I at authors, A-U-T-H-O-R-S, at yourstandoutbrand.com, Y-O-U-R-S-T-A-N-D-O-U-T, B-R-A-N-D, yourstandoutbrand.com. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Always you brought it. You brought the game. You brought all this great (laughs) information. And I know there's somebody out there that will be calling you up wanting more information. So thank you very much, Gail, for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. 
It yeah. was great fun. Take yeah. care, Joyce. Okay. Now, before I leave, I want to share with you something that I am offering, and that is a free webinar. If you will go to Joyce Buford Empowers dot com slash webinar you will be able to immediately listen to about a 20 25 minute webinar maybe it's 30 on how to be happy how to get your happy on it's effortless happiness is really where i'm hitting you now i shared with you just a little bit today earlier on but i want you all to know that you make the decision about your future and your happiness. I want you to know that, and I want to give you the tools to get there. So, as always, I love being with you. I love teaching, and I want you to be able to move into JoyceBufordEmpowers.com slash webinar. So, until next week... I hope that this week is of the command that you decide it will be the best you've ever had. And when you come back next week, you will have taken action on reuniting with your genius, what makes you happy. Thank you for being here. Have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.